Hey all, welcome to Humans of InfoSec Emerging Voices. My name is Vanessa Sauter, Security Strategy Analyst at Cobalt.io. Today, I'm excited to welcome Stephen Asifo to the show. You might be surprised to learn that Stephen is a recovering auditor who's now a GRC leader with the Paranoids at Verizon Media. While serving as a risk and compliance manager, he is also a security training video personality with a knack for infusing humor into traditionally dry security awareness. You know exactly what I'm talking about. In our latest episode, Stephen opens up about his experience in InfoSec. And just as a heads up, we had some minor audio glitches, so I apologize in advance if the audio sounds a little off sometimes. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Steven, you and I connected at a dinner in San Francisco a few months ago. It was a great dinner. Great dinner. When you and I realized that we lived blocks apart from each other in the same neighborhood in D.C. And from then on, I knew we were going to be friends. I'm so excited that you're on the show today. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you very much for having me on the show. As I said before, that was a great dinner. And being from Columbia Heights and living there was a great time to be. And that's actually helped kind of shape who I am. So about myself, I'm originally from the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. I grew up in Columbia, Maryland, Howard County stand up. I currently live in San Francisco now where I uh, into, you know, securing all the things. And then outside of that, I spent a lot of time trying to just like express myself through like humor and creativity. I do stand up outside of work. And then I have like a few just like creative projects that I'm doing uh, aside from that. But yeah, that, that's me. Awesome. Both of us repping Maryland. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Out Not too many Bay. people do it. <laughs> <laughs> do it well. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. fair. Can you, uh, can you tell me what's your current role in InfoSec right now? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah. So I am a proud member of the Paranoid Security Team at Verizon Media. And we awesome. are a media entertainment technology company. And there I manage a team that focuses on risk treatment and communication in our governance risk and compliance organization. So my team's key responsibility is to help the business assess prioritize and track risks for executives to make timely decisions. Essentially, if you think about security, there's you know a number of things that, that a company can do to address them. However, even with all the resources, you're not going to be able to do all of them. So you know what mm-hmm. is the process to you know, assess and help prioritize and say, hey, here's how we think about the ones that we should address first. And then how do you kind of keep an eye and manage the ones that you aren't addressing today to see what might creep up later on? And, mm-hmm. you know, my team, we have a couple of different capabilities to be able to do that. Uh, we do like a lot of like risk analytics for to create risk insights and oversight. We have a capability called executive risk evaluation program that really works on like engaging executives to make decisions as to how we want to manage long-term risk. And then mm-hmm. uh, incident remediation management. So after we are aware of like an incident, you know, whether it causes an outage or just consumer impacting, you know, how are we really driving those um, remediations to closure, not just uh, in that in individual instance, but just throughout the entire organization. Awesome. So you kind of have like a huge responsibilities. Verizon is 
massive company and you have a very specialized and unique role that requires a lot of maturity and like business acumen and really good technical understanding. I'm just so impressed by what you do. Can you? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Can you tell me like, how did you even end up in InfoSec? Okay. So the way <laughs> I ended up in InfoSec is because I did not want to be an auditor. So okay. what happened in, and hey, look, if you're an auditor, this is not a knock to you guys. Like someone's got to keep the wheels moving. I just couldn't be on that ship with you guys any longer. <laughs> And I went to the University of Maryland and I was in business school and everyone there, like they picked into like the big four, big four, like accounting firms in Deloitte, your KPMG, PwC, EY. And I ended up working at EY, which is a great firm, by the way. But the, the piece that for me, because I majored in information systems within the business school, was that, oh, okay, like information systems, I'm in between like, you know, technology and the business and like helping it run. But what some of these firms don't tell you is like what exactly it means to like be an auditor information. Mm -hmm. Sure, I could have Googled it, but I didn't really know like what you do on a day-to-day basis. So when I was working there, I was kind of like, oh yeah, like, you know, we're going through checking like ITGCs and we, we would come back like every year kind of like checking on, hey, how are you guys like managing access? How are you guys managing like, IT operations? And write up these long reports. And then I was like, I don't think anybody reads these. And then <laughs> I was, and so that was a little disheartening because like, I was like, we spend a lot of time on this. <laughs> and then not only, and then when I would go engage with like our clients, it would always be like, oh, hey, here come the auditors. Like they didn't really want us around because they didn't want to tell us stuff. And I was like, am I like, why don't people like me? <laughs> um, so I didn't really help myself to too much. And then the last that I, I wasn't really sure I wasn't really sure if we were like really moving the needle, like through doing these audits, like sure from a SOX perspective, we were helping giving companies like a certain level of assurance, but like yeah. by no means that I feel like we were invested enough to really help move the needle and making the company more secure or really stopping, you know, certain things from happening uh, in that space. So mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time to focus on, you know, being in a position where I can make an impact. And I happened to have uh, one coworker who had a job at Yahoo at the time. And then he was like, hey, look, we're going to like focus on security, like no more auditing. Like this is going to be like taking what you know about auditing and then kind of applying it and say, well, how do you actually use it to make companies secure in a place that doesn't have, you know, formal uh, risk management? So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. Like, so this checks my box of like wanting to make an impact. And then also I know it clearly is going to matter because I was going to Yahoo, you know, right after the breach. And then, yep. uh, so that's kind of how I ended up in InfoSec is like, I just know I didn't want to be an auditor. And this was like a <laughs> where I could take my skills therefore afterwards. That's so cool. I, I feel like for so many of us in InfoSec, that's been like the path that we've found. It's, it's yeah. not necessarily like, yeah, I want to do security. It's like, oh, I definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> and like, this seems a lot more interesting than that. So I'm just going to like take my path that way. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually how I've like chosen a lot of things in my life. That's like how I chose my major. I just knew I like I just knew I didn't want to do sciences because chemistry was hard. And yeah. I was like, I I don't like writing papers. So anything with like you know English or history, I'm definitely out on that. And then <laughs> to, to be completely honest, I just like Googled majors that like are gonna make money when I when I got out. <laughs> I didn't take information systems. <laughs> I was like, I would like to have a job. So <laughs> yeah, that is totally fair. Yeah. And Maryland, <laughs> Maryland's business school is really good. They are great. 
Yeah. They, like, they are great. Shout out to Smith School. Smith School is great. Yeah. It's honestly, I'm always for people going to Maryland, especially, you know, from the DMV, because it's like yes. surprisingly really good education. And Smith is Smith is like one of the best B schools to attend, you know, as undergrad or or grad. So Man. Man, they sponsor this this podcast. <laughs> I know, seriously. I'm, yeah, we should wait for a call from Larry Hogan after this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um so what did you expect when you, you when you first entered the industry? Um, I I really didn't know what to expect because I to be honest, I was just like so this is gonna sound like kind of bad, but I was just so happy to get out of auditing. <laughs> Like it, it, I'm probably making it sound like a lot worse than it really is, but just for me, like I spent a lot of time trying to get into a, a space where I felt like I was making an impact and actually like putting myself on a career path. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I learned like early on in my career when I was trying to switch is that when people see that you've been doing auditing or just anything for you know your career, which is two years or three years, whatever, they really assume like that's all you can do like mm-hmm. on paper. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I got a shot. Like, I don't know what's going on, but like, I'm just going to ramp up, learn it and stuff like that. And then again, this is like my first job was at Yahoo. And this is like, you know, a few months right after they disclosed that they just went through the largest breach in internet history. So I was really expecting the worst. And to be, to be fair, like I didn't get the job the first time I applied. So Mm. like I went through the interview process. I was like, Hey, look, you know, I'm just going to come in, do like the the grunt work stuff and, and do all those things. So I was thinking like, okay, maybe we help rebuild stuff over here. Or like, I'm, I mean, I, I had no idea, but I just knew that it was going to be an opportunity for me to learn a lot, which is like what I wanted. Mm. Okay. So what has surprised you the most about InfoSec since you were able to escape auditing and, and come to the dark side of, yeah. of InfoSec? Okay. There's two answers that come to mind. One is how helpful I think people are. Mm. So, the area that I, I was expecting to see it the least, but kind of surprised me, and this has kind of reasserted it, is if you watch or partake in InfoSec Twitter, everyone is always asking for help or resources mm-hmm. or, you know, saying like, hey, look, I'm putting together a list of something for high school students. This is what I have so far. What else have I missed? Mm-hmm. Right. And then people will jump on that thread and say, oh, this is a And honestly, I think that, you know, that's a piece of a re- representation of how the entire community is. But mm-hmm. people have some level of fearlessness to say like, Hey, look, I may not have know everything. So like, what else are we thinking about here? Like what else could I add here? Mm -hmm. And I think InfoSec has a lot of like strong voices that yes, it can get, go into its own direction. But I think that's cool that people would just say like, Hey, look, I I don't have all that. So like, what else could I add here? And then the other piece that surprised me most is like the, like the characters that are in it by characters. I mean, they're very distinct people and like like personality wise that I think exists, which I, I find really cool because I a thousand percent people that can as much as they can be their authentic selves and don't feel like they have to like live a certain way or be a certain way because of other people. Mm-hmm. It just so like I think it's awesome, you know, and it's not like just, oh, I have pink hair or whatever, but people just say, hey, look, like I live on a beach and I do this or it's like I wear all black every day, all day. Um, <laughs> So I was like, that's cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely have some like distinct personalities. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 And tell me, they don't exist in like, you know, uh, in like the IT auditor accounting thing. So I was, <laughs> I was like, oh, you guys are cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a cool it's a cool click to join there's always uh some entertainment in it for sure <laughs> yeah yeah i, I dig it <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right. So you've actually had some pretty positive surprises. And what I'm hearing from you is like, there's actually a good community, like on InfoSec Twitter, for instance, where people are like really eager to pull resources and help each other out. And it's also a place where you've noticed people express themselves in authentic ways. And there are a lot of different personalities and different perspectives, which I've totally seen too. So what what are some of the challenges you faced? Me personally, I think one of the challenges is is definitely one like the like my own self. I think that's probably like the biggest one is this level of like imposter syndrome that I think runs through everybody. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, like am I doing this thing right? And then also like, especially when I first started working at Yahoo, I was like, okay, everyone knows so much more than me. Like, what am I possibly having to add in some of these conversations? Definitely. Then I would say that's kind of gone away yeah that i would say that's gone away besides some of the imposter syndrome and, and the way that i've thought about it over some time is someone told me once is like there's a difference between knowing everything and actually having the capability to get the job done mm. so like, if you have the capability to get the job done but you may not know everything then like you could take that extra time either outside of work or just on the job to like figure it out you, know, like, you have the tools to do so but if you know everything but you don't have the ability to do the job, then, hey, look, you're kind of like, you know, putting people in a tough position as like whether it makes sense to have you there at all. Yeah. So that's kind of one area that's helped me there think about it. And then like, what are some of the challenges I face now? Um, The challenges that I face right now, I I would say I'm extremely fortunate that I've had really supportive people that Mm. I wouldn't say there's like too much, but I've been trying to navigate being like a GRC person you know, like I don't code, I, I, I don't act like I know how to code. And, <laughs> uh, and there's always this whole conversation of like, you know, how technical do you need to be to be in security? And like, do you need to code and all these different things like that? So it's like, well, what path does that put me on as a GRC person that is in security and in what that does? And I've had to talk to like a lot of people over the course of, you know, the past few years of being in, in my career um, to just kind of say like, well, what does that look like for me? Mm. And, everyone is and people have their own thoughts like oh yeah you have to learn like how to code like how can you call yourself to be in security and like hey you need to do this and i've found like some more sound advice where it's like well what do you want to do right and like what are your uh superpowers if you will and you know how can you lean on those and do you understand the foundations of technology and how it works with the business like that'll take you Mm -hmm. a lot further than knowing like all the you know different nooks and crannies of like linux or something like that Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. And I think that's like one of the things where, you know, we're still trying to figure out as an industry is the balance between like needing people who are really technical and can get in the weeds, know how to do like a pen test, for example, versus yeah. like the people we who we really need. And like, I think more difficult to attract them, which is like someone like you with with a business mind and a really clear understanding of risk who can take all of this information and be like, okay, this is how it applies. Like, this is the relevance. Like, this is what we need to focus on. Yeah. Like I trust me. And I tried to like one of my favorite people and mentors told me like, Hey, look, you know, Steven, you should learn how to code. Like 
we can make help make you like a lot of money in this industry not just yeah. today but like over the long run and like i took coding classes like all right i'm gonna learn this especially right now <laughs> right like i was like oh, okay i'm gonna do it right and then like I, it was maybe a, a month in that i was like i i it's just not for me <laughs> I, 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 you know, you know, it's bad. We're like, you know, I, I didn't write any Java. I didn't even make a cup of Java. I, didn't, I, didn't <laughs> code. I was like, it's not for me. Like if I, my body, I, it's like, it's not for me. So <laughs> I trust me if I could, I would, but it's just, my body's just like, it's, 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 so. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. You yeah. know, we all, we all have our skills. We all have our strengths. So it's, yeah. Hey, you're in a better position knowing what you're good at and knowing what you like than a lot of people who are like, <laughs> I can do all of the things and then they like <laughs> do anything. <True>. So <laughs> that's cool. Okay. So your mentor is telling you, like giving you some recommendations on things you should be thinking about, like skills you should be yes. building. And I'm curious, you know, where do you see yourself in five or 10 or 15 years? Um, yeah, this is something I, I would say I'm a pretty like type A uh, ambitious uh, goal oriented person. So it's definitely something I've thought about a lot. Yeah. And I'm going to say it up front, like I'm still figuring that out. Like if you ask me <laughs> maybe like on like every few months, like it might change. Like before I wanted to do what, you know, what my mentor does looks like a, such a in, amazing and fulfilling gig, which is to, to like go around and be like an instructor and teach security to you know different audiences that may not be technical or to technical mm -hmm. audiences right um, mm -hmm. then i was like all right well i don't know if people really want to hear about grc in the same way that they want to hear about appsec so i was like okay maybe not yet um but that's something i think would be cool to do and then i've also had just uh in my head like you know no one makes it look glamorous but just given the people that i've had a chance to interact with in my current role in 15 years, who knows, maybe I would want to be a CISO at some point. Like, I feel like that would be interesting just given some of the level of engagement that I've had so far. Um, yep. but, I, but I think mo most importantly, what I, uh, like over like the next five, 15 years is that like my goal or the direction that I want to do is find, is like really sticking to being like an authentic leader in the space of security mm -hmm. and most likely pushing the platform of, you know, making security engaging for not just security people, but for the entire organization. And mm. it doesn't even have to be the organization, but just for like consumers as well. And, you know, I, I strongly believe that, you know, with just how much technology is embedded in everyone's life right now, like it shouldn't be so mystical or scary or hard for people to have an understanding of, you know, general security hygiene topics. Um, yep like there there could be a lot more things that we i don't want to say that we could be doing but I, I think just that entire relationship could be a lot better and that's something that i am passionate about and i think that will continue to play into like my current role where i'm in between like technical security and the business so mm -hmm. wherever that takes for the next five ten fifteen years not exactly not exactly sure but it's, <laughs> it may not be in grc it might be uh, but that's what that's what i would like to do yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm I'm really excited to see, you know, where you take life and where you take your career. And I know it's going to be uh, kick ass no matter what. And I for you as well. I'm very <laughs> interested because this is a really cool platform that you have going on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. It's cool to be working with it. So, what do you think could be changed in the industry? You know, you're talking about 
where you see yourself in, in, you know, maybe 15 years and you're talking about the distinction between like technical and non-technical work and security, you know, your encounters with imposter syndrome and trying to figure out, you know, where, where your passion is in security. And at the same time, you know, this industry is changing so quickly. And as yeah. you've been trying to navigate that, you know, what do you think could be changed? I think for, from my experience is the the criteria and I think it goes back like the gatekeepers for even getting into this field. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that I am fortunate to be able to get into, I mean, and I don't say this like that. I don't think I could have done it, but coming from audit, like, you know, an auditor background all the way out in Maryland to then getting an opportunity out in Silicon Valley at Yahoo was like something I didn't even think I could do. Um, mm-hmm. Nor if I just applied directly, do I think I would have gotten the opportunity to do that? Probably no mm-hmm. way. Um, but I had someone that like believed in me and was like, hey, look, here's what you should try and learn just as like a foundational thing. And I was showed and demonstrated that I could work hard as a person. Whereas mm-hmm. what I've noticed just from now that I am in a hiring position and just from being in this space and talking to people that do want to get into it is that I think we we put uh, in some instances like for entry-level roles, really high requirements to say, okay, you must know all these different things, have five years of experience and all these different like technical accolades on, on your belt for like an mm-hmm. entry-level position where that may not even be necessary. Because what I found is that a lot, just given the, the length of how long InfoSec has been, uh, I guess, at this forefront, which is like maybe the past 20 to 30 years, is like, that's really mm-hmm. not that long. Yeah. If you, if you think about it, that's not that long. There's people that are older than like, you know, InfoSec has you know really been a, a mainstay career for people. And now we're saying like, oh yeah, you now have to have this whole path to be in here. Like I've met people that are security leaders that majored in English or music or just totally roundabout things that I was like, there's no way that you can just say like, this is, you have to come from an engineering thing and be able to do this and code that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So actually one thing I've been like talking to someone about, cause he was a journalist and now he works in, on our security team is hiring for like the qualities and like what someone can do. Like, are you, and mm-hmm. do you have grit? You know, like, uh, <laughs> like, are you able to like maintain relationships? Like what is your written communication? Are you willing to stand by your ideas? Um, and like, how do you demonstrate like your work ethic? In, in certain situations, like, like I'd rather take, again, someone who's capable of learning everything mm. than like someone that probably knows everything, but like just isn't that effective in getting the job done. Because some of yep. these roles we're, we're having to fill, you know, didn't exist five years ago. How do you want me to hire someone that has, you know, 10 years of experience for this? And then like, we just found out that we needed it like last <laughs> quarter. So, as, yeah. so like, this is something, yeah. So, and then I think also for newer people, newer people that want to get into the field, they may already have, you know, five, 10 years of experience being amazing in whatever they do, whether it's like sales ads or journalism, whatever it is that could clearly transfer over to, you know, some infosec roles, but people just need to like have an open mind about what that would look like and kind of meet people where they are to some extent. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. Those are all great insights. And I've, I've noticed a lot of that too. It's like this gatekeeping you're talking about with these like, yeah. kind of like arbitrary numbers that people put on job descriptions or like sometimes I'll see 
a job description and like they'll call for 10 years of experience with a certain staff or certain technology that hasn't even been around for 10 years, you know? And then it's like, okay, who's actually writing this? Because (laughs) it's probably, sadly, it's probably like a copy and paste from another role and they just like updated some of the language on it. Um, Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I I don't say this to say that, oh, you know, just because the person is an English major, we should just hire anybody, right? Like, obviously, these are people that are demonstrating that they have, you know, a thirst for knowledge and want to do the job. They're reading about things. They can demonstrate what they're doing in their free time to, like, level up to the the challenge. Those are the people that we should be, like, betting on. So for those, for those people who are the English majors of the world <laughs> who are thinking about security, what advice do you have for them when they're prepared to enter our, our industry? Um, one, if you are an English major, hey, more power to you because I'm quite sure you had to write a lot of papers, read a lot of books, and I admire that about you. I couldn't do it. You know, like I had, I had to spark notes all the way up until graduation. <laughs> so shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but, but, but I realized like security and being able to influence either in a written capacity, uh, mainly is, you know, very key. So don't, don't give up on that. Um, so advice, <laughs> I think, if, I, I think I could boil it down into like a three larger areas is one is, yeah, like demonstrate some level of passion uh, on like the core concept. Do I, I know the CSSP, there's like a lot of arguments here and stuff like that. Like, I don't think like you have to have one to do it, but like what, if you're taking maybe like a course era course, or if you do plan to sit for the CSSP or security plus, whatever it is, like take them. And I would say it's more so to show like, Hey, I am interested in this is how I'm, I'm investing my time to show that I'm interested in it. Mm. Um, like less than like, Hey, I, I know all the things. And I, I got like a paper that tells me that I know things. It's more just like, where are you spending your time? Like what articles do you kind of read about, learn about and subscribe to? Um, mm. Like, Are there conferences, boot camps that you do? It doesn't mean you have to pay for these things, but just how are you spending your time to say like, you know, this is the industry that I want to be a part of. Mm. Uh, two is, you know, focus on your superpowers and what you're really good at. So for example, I had to take a look inside and say, look, maybe I might not be the most technical person. Right. And yeah, I was like pretty bummed about it because I was like, man, I'm, I only think I can go so far in this whole thing. And now I'm sitting around people who have been coding or whatever. But like my strength is like, I can talk my ass off. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, say that. <laughs> okay. But like my, my thing is like, I have the ability to like, you know, work and negotiate between multiple stakeholders without like having a, a hidden agenda and be able to get things done. And yeah. that is... I think uh, that's what I found to be my superpower. I can talk to executives. I can talk to engineers. I can talk to my peers. I can talk to people above me. And that's not something that I am really shy about doing. It's Mm. things that I'm really good at. So, yeah. So that's what I kind of lean more into is like, well, how do I just get better about that? Maybe I take like negotiating classes and then um, I get better at like project management and being able to like, you know, create and define what a project and executive presentations so like once Mm. all this technical information does come together like hey look i'm going to be the person to help bring that across the finish line to help everybody get resources to like demonstrate to you know the head of uh finance that this is a problem that we should be putting money behind or demonstrate to the head of marketing that hey look maybe your team should be you know uh enrolling everybody in last pass so 
focus on your superpowers, whatever they may be, and think about like, what do you do well? And what do you like to do and focus on that? And then the third area is like, don't feel the need to like have to do it all. Mm. Um, like, you know, learn the core concepts and like figure out what you like and you know, what is it that you want to do? There's so much about security that you can get into. And when you're learning about it, it can be very overwhelming. I think that's things that, oh man, maybe that's one of the challenges that I face in my engineering industry is like, when I came into the Bay Area, I felt kind of overwhelmed because I was just happy to say like, oh yeah, I work in InfoSec. And then people out in the Bay Area are, are great. I don't think they were malicious, but like, oh, okay, like what part do you do? And I was like, oh, like I'm in GRC. He's like, okay, well, what part of GRC? Like, are you on like the risk side? Are you on like the governance side? And I was like, I'm just working, man. Like, I'm just happy. <laughs> Like, like y'all got a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it could go to so deaf and like, okay, you know, what, what, what platforms do you work with? So don't feel the need to have to cover everything. Like start with what you have and just enjoy that and learn that yeah. um, piece there. Cause there's so much out there that you'll, you'll never be able to get to it all. So true. Such good advice. I know. I've, and I've noticed the same thing and in, in the Bay too. It's like, you tell, you tell someone one thing and then they ask you like 10 very, very specific questions yeah. and you're like, Oh, <laughs> like, Oh my God, on the spot. <laughs> so one of your superpowers, as we know, is, um, speaking and comedy. And yes. I was really curious if you could tell us a little bit as a uh, wrap up question, if you could tell us a little bit about the security engagement videos you've done for Verizon. Yes. And the, yeah, so at Verizon Media and outside of my role, I've had the wonderful opportunity to be a part of our security engagement team and kind of just at a high level, we educate and work hand in hand with our, you know, 10,000 employees across uh, the company to make security like digestible and easy for everyone to learn how they can keep uh, not only our company, but then themselves and our consumers safe. And mm -hmm. the way, so like I, I did comedy and all that stuff like in DC before moving out here. And one thing I noticed is that we would do like really, this is like a few years ago, we did really dry in-person presentations where, you know, someone would come from the security team, maybe like a senior architect, and then to say like, hey, here's how you should handle passwords and stuff like that. It was really dry. But I saw mm -hmm. it, and I was like, oh, like this would be so fun to do like every week you talk to like the new people in the company and like you can get them excited about security. Like that's their first interaction with that at the company. So like mm -hmm. you can kind of set the tone for how they want to engage with our security team, the paranoids, how they want to go tell their friends about it. You, just so you're not like, hey, like the boring security guys, right? So then I started doing that for a while and just like doing those presentations like week in, week out. And I kind of try to like make it like a routine, if you will. Mm -hmm. And after doing that, they're like, okay, hey, like do you want to do like, videos and we have a video team there's not really a video team but we have like a studio and we have two amazing guys named nick and laz who come up with like like creative videos we did like one who wants to be a paranoid which is like <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire but just asking security questions and if you answer the security questions right then you're like hey look you know you're the security champion right um and yep. and they do a great job getting like the ceo involved the, the cto and just different executives in the business. And it's a lot of fun for me to be able to, you know, take some of the things that I'm good at, like my superpowers. And we show these videos to the entire company. And we just did a video, which is like the annual security training video. This year, everyone has to watch like a 20 minute security video where we're like shooting Nerf guns and 
like, um, we're doing like a tailgating videos where like you dress up as like a, a pizza, pizza man delivery. It's, it's a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Like the, the, the team that writes it, um, really like two guys, they're phenomenal. And, uh, I'm just consider myself extremely fortunate to be a, a part of this. Cause this is like, you know, part of like the platform that I want to continue to push to making security engaging for like everybody. It's so cool. I, you sent me one of the videos I watched it and it was just, it was so funny and like yes, such good you. quality and like really the right way to do, you know, security yeah. awareness. So it was just awesome. So cool that you're working on that. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's a lot of fun. This has been an awesome conversation. You have such great insights, such great advice. I'm so excited just to see, you know, where you end up and, you know, what contributions you end up making. But uh, Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time on a Friday afternoon to uh, chat with us and and, uh, and share your, your wisdom. Yeah, and thank you very much, Vanessa, for having me. Uh, you know, Cobalt has always been very good to me and you guys are a lot of fun. So always happy to participate in, you know, some of the fun things that you guys have going on. Thank you. Humans of InfoSec is brought to you by Cobalt.io, a pen testing as a service company. Like what you hear? Subscribe, share, or leave a review wherever you enjoy podcasts. And don't forget to say hello. You can find us on Twitter at Humans of InfoSec. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.